get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. You've got BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the 101 ESPN hotline right now. Coming off of last night's preseason game, the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, was on the call. I was able to stream that one over on the Bally Sports app while I was listening to it right here on your home for the Blues, 101 ESPN. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, my man. How you doing today? Doing good, BK. How are you? Uh, doing very well. So let's start big picture here, Curbs. What was your biggest takeaway from the preseason win last night, the big one in the battle for the blue here in St. Louis? St. Louis reigns supreme. Yeah, probably nothing all that shocking from a takeaway standpoint, other than I think it was good to get some of those guys, the veteran players, in their first game. You know, it, the game looked like it had that, you know, 70 to 80% you know, speed and you know, a Christmas type feel to it. So classic preseason game. A um, couple of things that did jump off of that Malcolm Subban, who looked apparently was very good from those that I talked to that were at the game in Wichita. I, I thought he looked really good in uh, the game last night as well. And look, that Malcolm Subban isn't going to single-handedly, you know, play really well in the preseason and oust uh, Joel Hoffer or Jordan Bennington, but he is definitely going to make himself uh, known that he's good to go and, if there's an injury, he wants the opportunity. And so I, I thought that looked that looked pretty good. Um, Craig Berube talking about wanting to see more shots from the blue line. I think that's a mentality that we can keep an eye on as we see the Blues play the Blackhawks tomorrow. And I don't expect to see, you know, a, a huge uh, NHL lineup for tomorrow, more than maybe the younger guys making the trip. But the reality of it is, is if – Craig Berube's making a comment of, I really thought we could have had more shots from the blue line get through. I, I think that's where you start to see if the focus of, of the style of play that he's looking for comes through. So those are a couple things I took off of last night. Is that going to be an emphasis this season, Curves? Because Craig Berube is a qual- quality over quantity type of coach and when it comes to shots, but him mentioning the focus of the players going to the front of the net and looking for those rebounds, are we going to see a lot more shots on goal from the blue line this year? There is nothing new about this approach to Craig Berube's coaching and the style that he thinks that it takes to win. Get to the dirty areas, get to the front of the net. If your forwards are getting to the front of the net, and so far through the three preseason games, the majority of the goals you've seen scored have been those kind of grinded out down low type of goals. You've got to get the shots there. To get the shots there, the defensemen have to funnel the puck to the front of the net. I know they had a decent number of shots blocked last night. Um, yeah, it's going to be a focus 
of this team. And it, look, it's even Craig Berube, look, it, it's not so much to me quality over quantity. He just doesn't want players taking a shot to take a shot. If you have possession in the offensive zone and you're cycling it down low and you're wearing the other team down, just to put it to the net on a shot that really has no chance of going on that the other goaltender can save and maybe cover it up and allow his team to change, he doesn't want you wasting those types of things. But even he said last night, we did not get enough to the front of that. Analytics and all the other stuff, percentages put into the mix. You do need a certain number of shots to increase your chances of scoring some goals. And 14 over 60 minutes is typically not going to be enough to win. So plus look at this offense uh, or look at the defensive players you have. Okay, 50 points last season. Tori Krug does. Colton Pareko. There's your top four. Callie Rosen's clearly shown that he can do it. Perunovic has shown that he can do it. I mean, you've got the ability. And, and I, to be a, an attacking style team with that type of pressure that you need to put to create some chaos in the offensive zone, your defensemen not only have to be willing to take some shots, they've got to get them through to the net. Curves, we're almost exactly two weeks away from the start of the regular season for the Blues. And if we're being honest, there's not a ton of like roster battles on this team. And what I mean by that is guys that can play their way on or off of the roster. There's competition internally for playing time, but the roster spots are, are mostly secured, it feels like, at this point. One spot that I am curious about, though, is Nick Ritchie, who was in that game last night. You got to see him uh, with the fight in that one. He was removed from the game because he didn't have his fight strap on, and that is a disappointing way for it to end for him. When you look at his opportunity here in St. Louis, Curbs, do you think he is somebody that can or will play his way into that fourth-line role here? Uh, I, I think yes on all fronts uh, to that. And and actually, there are, you know that – here's the question that you're going to have, Okay. They're, they're, I believe Doug Armstrong has really created the competition by bringing in somebody like Nick Ritchie. And even if he had not, you are still going to have to have a forward or two. And let's assume everybody's healthy. You, you, before you put your final roster together, you were going to have to put a forward or two plus a defenseman or something on waivers if everybody's healthy because – You've got guys on one-way contracts, and I don't think you have enough roster spots for them. And so I think, to be honest with you, I think anywhere from the entire fourth line is up for grabs. Because, look, you, you wanted Jake Neighbors to play, and, and yes, not just theoretically, but in practicality. And, I'm, and this is not a comment on how Jake Neighbors' camp is going in any way, using him as a, a name holder here. But if Jake Neighbors' camp isn't what it needs to be, you know, and they, they could still send him down to the minors. Well, he could go down to the minors, or he doesn't have to play. He could be he could be in the press box, and that opens up opportunities for somebody else. I don't think the fourth line, for example, is in any way defined. There's a Nathan Walker, a Nick Ritchie, Mackenzie McEachern, Alexi Torovchenko, and there there's a whole slew of guys. So I believe that competition is quite real. And somebody like Nick Ritchie, because he's shown the ability to score goals as well. Plus, play a Craig Berube typical style at the age that he's at, below 30. I, I think there's a great opportunity for him. And frankly, I didn't have a chance today to ask him why the tie down wasn't tied down, whether he forgot or what, or didn't think he was going to get into a fight. 
I don't know, but he missed an opportunity then to come back out and get more shifts. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's a really legit chance for Nick Ritchie to do something. But keep in mind, for the Blues, because he's on a PTO, for the yeah. Blues to sign him, somebody's got to go out, and that's where that competition is. So that's where I wanted to have a follow-up with you, Curbs. And we're talking to Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. You mentioned the player that I wanted to ask you about, which is Jake Neighbors, because if Nick Ritchie makes this roster and he's on that fourth line, potentially with Sonny and Torpchenko like he was last night, and then I would assume they see Sammy Blay as that third-line winger right now. Maybe that ends up changing over the next couple of weeks, but right now it appears to be that way. That does leave neighbors potentially without a spot in the top four lines of this NHL roster. Is there a scenario where he ends up starting out the season at least down in the AHL and is your first call up if there's a significant injury? Uh, yeah, I would say I would never say no. There's not a scenario because you know the, the players have to play their way on and something Larry Plow always was very adamant about was asset management. You know, if you if you think you want to preserve some depth, and you know, th- there's a player that even though they may deserve to be on your roster, maybe they maybe they're good enough to be on your roster, but you don't want to lose another guy for the time being because it's the early part of the season or whatever. Yeah, sometimes that could happen because of asset management. I don't anticipate it happening, but um, at the same time, still in and out of the lineup and waiting for and earning the consistency aspect of it could play a role in it. So. All those situations and scenarios uh, that, that you're alluding to, Brandon, I, th- I think are very real for him and maybe another player too. Is it v- more valuable for him to be that 13th forward up here, Curbs, or go down to Springfield and get top-line minutes in your mind? Uh, it's a great question still. I think sometimes that varies. Uh, my, I think if you're going to consider yourself a team in transition and the transition time is a little bit, you know, more of the priority than getting him the reps up here, I think is going to be really important. Um, and, but so look, if you're going to carry, let's say you carry two extra forwards, you know, that's, that that's where, you know, the other guys playing, you know, could be in and out of the four, the line on the fourth line, uh, a Walker, a McEachern, whomever. And then you're putting, you know, when there's opportunity, you're moving Jake neighbors up the lineup based on how he's playing down the lineup, out of the lineup, how that works. I see him being part of that rotation that the players themselves will define. Look, Doug Armstrong met with the players and he said the same thing to the players that he pretty much said when he had his presser the day that camp opened up. And he said, I look at about 10 spots. Everything else is for grabs. And the equity that has been earned over recent years is gone. So, I mean, if you feel comfortable just because you have a contract, don't feel comfortable because somebody could come in here and he challenged people to come in here and take somebody's job. And and I, I believe he's being really open and honest about those opportunities. Curbs, we appreciate the time, man. It was great to hear you guys back on the call last night for the Blues versus the Blue Jackets. Looking forward to tomorrow night's game between the Blues and the Blackhawks. We'll talk with you again soon, my friend. All right, guys. Have an awesome week.